Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Morning, how are you? Um, yeah, I had I had a very interesting journey with my weight loss surgery, but I'm in good health now and very happy. Let's start with why you decided to have the surgery in the first place and why you decided to travel to Turkey. For me, it was mainly because of my health. I was 25 and a half stone and my dad has a heart condition called cardiomyopathy. And I was just afraid that I might carry the gene and I didn't want to develop it. So if you're overweight, you're at higher risk of developing cardiomyopathy and also diabetes. I just knew the risk factors involved with me being overweight. And it honestly, I just wanted to be healthy for myself and give myself the best, the best opportunity I could. Had you problems maintaining your weight, Dila? So my whole life, I have, I've always struggled with my weight. I've always been, even as a kid, I was always bigger than the other kids my age. And even when I wasn't overweight, I thought I was overweight. Yeah. But then it got to a point during COVID where I developed a thing called binge eating disorder. So I was battling with an eating disorder and because I was obese Mm. people weren't aware that you can be overweight and have an eating disorder and like your BMI doesn't correlate with your mental health like your what's going on in your head when it comes to eating disorders sure people think you have to look a certain way to have an eating disorder and that's not the case so for me that was a huge reason I had like went to my doctor and I spoke about my struggles with food. I had a very unhealthy relationship with food Mm. and it was emotional eating and binge eating disorder basically is what I was diagnosed with. So I went and got help for that and it was the best thing I ever did. And then the surgery really helped me get my weight under control so you brought the disorder under control separately and then you needed to get rid of you wanted to get rid of the weight after that was that it yes yes i did a year of therapy before surgery because the surgery is not a quick fix and this is something that i think people really need to understand before making the decision to have weight loss surgery it's 
probably the best thing I've ever done. But I did my research for about a year. I spoke to so many people who had gone through the, the surgery. I had gastric bypass surgery. And that was what my doctor in Ireland had recommended for me. Yeah. But it's definitely a very individualized journey for each person and understanding the possible side effects and complications that can arise afterwards as well. And the decision to travel, Delia, rather than have it done at home, you, you had insurance, I think, that would have covered you here. But Yes. But why did you travel then? Why the decision to travel? So for me, I went to the Blackrock Clinic and I was put on the waiting list there. My insurance was covering it. Well, I had to pay a smaller amount compared to what you would have to pay. But it was the same price if I went abroad. So I waited on the waiting list for a year. And then and then they said that the waiting list was just so long that it was going to be another possibly six to eight months and at that point I was really just concerned for my health I didn't have another six to eight months I was afraid I was going to develop diabetes because I had a lot of visceral fat so I decided then I had seen a lot of people go abroad go to Turkey and it had been something I thought about but my I wanted to stay at home and get it done in Ireland yeah and go where I know but unfortunately The wait was just too long, yeah? The wait was too long. So the pros of going abroad outweighed the cons for me. And I went to Turkey. And I wish I could have stayed in Ireland. I really do. Because the aftercare, I think, is one of the most important things. Mm. Mm. So you you did your research. You you have... A friend yeah. who lives out there. So, and you talked, I think, to other people who'd had the surgery, did you? Oh, yes. I talked to so many people about their journeys, about their stories, asking the good, the bad, and the ugly, like what surgeons they went with, what they could eat, how it impacted their mental health, because that's something a lot of people don't necessarily talk about is yes, you lose a massive amount of weight. Like I've lost almost 12 stone Wow! and it's yes I can look a certain way but it's so much more than that it really can be a journey for your mental health yeah so you went and you had the the surgery and how soon afterwards Delia how soon after the surgery did you realize all wasn't right so for me I had two oh no moments where I knew not everything was okay so initially I came out of surgery and when I woke up after surgery my stepmom and I went to Turkey together and my stepmom had the gastric sleeve and I had the gastric bypass she went down before me to the surgery and I came back she was already kind of waking up from her anesthesia I woke up and I was in excruciating pain I was screaming, like, I'll never forget it. I was just screaming in so much pain, but it wasn't my stomach. It was my leg. Your leg? Yeah. So basically, somehow, I had nerve damage in my right leg from during the surgery. I still don't fully understand everything that happened. Right. Because, unfortunately, the language barrier... 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Was a, a big factor for me going to Turkey. I'd never got the full story. I was screaming for pain meds and I was screaming just let me die. Like, just let me die. I was sobbing. About three months it took for my leg to fully heal. You don't fully know what happened, did you? You think a nerve was damaged. That's as much as you could find out, yeah? Yeah, like, I thought I had a blood clot because I was 25 and a half stone. I am a high-risk candidate for blood clots. And I thought, okay, maybe it's a blood clot. And I was asking, please, can you do... A Doppler, it's a type of um, ultrasound to check to see if I had a blood clot. And they didn't understand what I was saying. And basically, I was fighting for like two days um, trying to get this particular ultrasound so that we could rule things out because they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It was very scary. There was a communication problem, obviously, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So you got home, and I think your doctor here at home then looked after you, did he? So I had my surgery June 2021, and um, then in August, I moved to America. So when I, in America then, I went to a physician here, a doctor, checked in, and everything was looking good. Got my bloods done. I was vitamin D deficient. I needed to just kind of get on top of my vitamins because that is something that after having surgery, you will be on vitamins and supplements for the rest of your life. And that's something I knew and I understood. So then fast forward to August, I had had quite high restriction after surgery, but it got to a point then in August where I couldn't eat any food without it coming back up. I couldn't drink any fluids without it coming back up. But honestly, I thought that was normal. I had kind of gotten through the beginning stages and lost a lot of weight. And at this point then, 
I was like, okay, this is normal. I thought that this is what everyone goes through because I had never heard of anybody having a stricture before. So I went to the hospital here in Atlanta, Georgia. Basically, I said to my mom, I need you to take me to the emergency room. I said, something's wrong. Yeah. And I, I just had a feeling in myself. I knew I was like, something's wrong. I went to the hospital. They did bloods and I was severely malnourished mm-hmm. and the pain. I was having really bad abdominal pain, but I thought that was normal. I had had that the whole time, but I thought that was normal. And then they found that I had a stricture. So I had basically developed scar tissue around where my small intestine and my stomach were connected. Okay. So nothing was getting through. So this was like a, like a blockage post-surgery. A bl- yeah. yeah, a blockage. So they had to call in a, a specialized gastroenterologist and he then placed in a stent. So it's like a little tube, yeah. basically. If you imagine like a little pipe and that basically held the scar tissue open. I see. When, yeah, but I'm so lucky that I was in America when that happened because I have hearing and I'm actively like at the moment talking to a girl who's in Dublin. I don't even know where she reached out on social media and she's going through the exact same thing. But the, the level of care that I got here is very different to the level of care being provided back home. So how are you now? That was October. This is a year on, I guess over a year on now. How are you, how are you doing? I am doing really well. I'm feeling really good. My energy levels are amazing. I had um, bad liver function when I was like pre-surgery. I had fatty liver and now my liver function is like perfect. It's back to what it should be. My kidney function was also low before I had surgery. Now my kidneys are perfect. So for me, everything I went through, it was very tough very traumatic at times Mm. but to see the weight loss and how that's really positively impacted my quality of life now i would do it all again yeah i think your message though to people listening is we hear so much about turkey and so many people do go there but you're telling us a cautionary tale i think delia that you know it it can be a rough road to recovery it can and that's it it's like if this is for you think about the decision understand all the factors before going through with it because it is very easy to decide to just go but it's also a massive surgery you're altering your body and there's risk factors Mm. and possible complications that can arise with having any surgery no matter where you go ireland or turkey but if you fully understand everything that's possibly can arise, I think, and the pros still outweigh the cons. Yeah, that's when it's it's for you, you know. And it's really just knowing and being comfortable with the process and talking to people who have gone through it. Yeah, because it's so important mentally to keep yourself strong because it is a very mentally challenging time mm-hmm. the first year and and it is a fix yes but it's not a quick fix it can be difficult afterwards as it was in your case yeah well for me i think weight loss surgery is more so a tool so it's a tool to help you with weight loss but it's not going to fix the problems like for me i had an eating disorder um getting 
part of my stomach removed will not change that because my eating disorder was in my head. It's my mental health. Yes. So understanding that you need to deal with those issues before surgery or after surgery, if that's your like what works best for you. But understanding that there's head hunger, understanding that you need to relearn how to eat essentially your portions. You have to unlearn certain habits that you have had for the last how many years of your life you used a term there Delia that I've not heard before head hunger what's that yeah that's that's a huge one so head hunger basically is when we're so like I was so used to eating a certain portion a certain size and I would look at my plate now post-op and it's smaller and I would, it's, have you heard the term like your eyes are bigger than your stomach? Yes, I have. So yeah. it, it's kind of like that. I would still think I'm hungry, but my body would be full. So it's understanding that just because you didn't eat the same amount of food that you once did before, you can still be full. Yes. So head hunger is a real thing that people experience after surgery. That's a term I've never heard, but I think it puts it very, very well, head hunger. Yeah, and it's unlearning those behaviours that we've learned and lived with. So it, it is... It is a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. And it's not easy. And there are times where you think, what have I done? You Like after surgery, the first month, I was like, what have I done? But then as time goes on, you just take it day by day. You lean on your good support system. Thankfully, I was lucky. I had a great support system around me. And then you start to see the weight loss and you start to feel better in yourself. You see your health improving. And that's what reminds you okay this is why i did it i did it to live a healthier life i did it to hopefully live longer yeah is is atlanta home now um for the moment (laughs) (laughs) for the moment yeah but i'll be back in ireland for two months in january and february and then back to atlanta for another little bit and i'm lucky i'm a dual citizen so i can kind of come and go great yeah yeah are you working over there what's the story I am, yeah. I um, I work with people with disabilities here, and I also have a social media marketing company here. Give it a shameless plug. Go on. <laughs> O'Malley Media Group. <laughs> O'Malley That's Media it. Group. Well, for telling me your story and telling it so well, I think we can afford a plug for O'Malley Media Group. Delia, I wish you continued good health. Thank you. Your story's been really fascinating to listen to, so thank you for being with me. Thank you. And if anybody, can I give a shameless plug on my Instagram? Because if anybody is going through a tough time post-op, like after having surgery, reach out to me. It's really important to have people to talk to and know that you're, you know, it does get better. Right. So my Instagram, it's as Delia does. As Delia does. Great talking to you, Delia. Thank you. Thank you so much, PJ. Have a great day. Quartz 96 FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.